Welcome back to TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. It is Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong, but today we do not have Matt DeLong. Matt is getting married today. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm happy for you. You absolutely deserve it, man. Over the past couple years, you know, getting to know you and getting to spend time with you and getting to hang out, it's been an honest blessing. This is a big moment for you, and I can't be any more happier. So enjoy this wonderful day, man. Love you. Have a great time. Anyway, we are going to we are going to jump into a little bit of college football week three, Pitt versus WVU. Last week, Matt and I both discussed the importance of this game and the win that needed to happen. The Mountaineers pull off a win in Morgantown, 17-6 against Pitt. Garrett Green was playing. He got hurt in the game. We got to experience the first time Nico Marchiol coming out to play. He was 6-9 for 60 yards and a touchdown. What did we really talk about? What did we predict? We knew that Pitt's defense against the run was awful. It was horrendous. We predicted C.J. Donaldson Jr. would have a big night. He did 18 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. The Mountaineers' defense... They stepped up, played well, caused a lot of three and outs, and they did what they needed to do. The Mountaineers, big time win. I'm happy for them. I'm happy that they got to accomplish this and get a win at home. You know, it's it's a big deal for Neil Brown, but you know, this is this was a must win at the end of the day. He had to win this game, in my belief, to, you know, remain the head coach at West Virginia University. And I think it was a big time win for the season. Now they go into this week going to play Texas Tech. This is a big-time game for them, I think. I know Texas Tech is only 1-2 and two on the season, but got to keep going. Is Garrett Green going to be able to play? Is Are they going to play Nico? There have been reports that he wants Garrett Green to play. I think they'd be better off with Nico. I mean, I really do. I think the team rallies around Nico a little bit better, and I we, we haven't seen enough of Nico. I think they could throw the ball more with Nico out there. I think his accuracy is going to be a little bit better than Garrett Green's, even though Garrett Green has the mobility to be able to run that. But we'll see what they do this weekend. And home game, I'm predicting West Virginia will win this game. And we'll see what they can do. There was also some other crazy games we've seen last week. They talked. We talked about this Colorado-Colorado State game. And Matt and I were both wrong in the fact that you know, we thought it was going to be an absolute blowout, right? We thought that it wasn't going to be a close game whatsoever. Colorado was going to take care of business. Man, what a game. What a lot to talk about here. Colorado State came to play. And I know everybody wants to talk about Travis Hunter. What happened to him, you know, getting hit by that guy and, you know, not going to be able to play the next couple of weeks, which is sad. But Shadir Sanders rallies this team from behind. 98-yard drive. He was 38 of 47, 348 yards, four touchdowns, and an interception. This dude, to me, is the real deal. Shadir Sanders can play football. Shiloh Sanders had an 80-yard interception and took it to the house, just looking like his dad out there. And his dad said it was like a proud moment for him. You know, as a coach, right, there's coaches' moments and there's dad moments, and that was a dad moment for him. He was super excited to see his boy run 80 yards for that touchdown looking like he did in the pros and in college. But Colorado came from behind, won this football game 43-35. to It's a rival game. You know, it, it, they're close. For some reason, they're always close. And Colorado State came to play. They came to prove to everybody that, you know, they're going to bring the fight. There were also some other good games, really. 
Outside of that game, there were some other good games. Georgia got tested in the first half against South Carolina. Spencer Rattler, 256 yards, one touchdown, two picks. If he doesn't throw those two picks, does South Carolina win the football game? I mean, they were up big to begin with, and they were playing very well. Now, it was a good week of college football last week. Week four, different scenario. We got a lot better games. Florida State and Clemson. Florida State, I think, wins this game. I know we talked about Dabo Swinney, and the Dabo Swinney is going to be over and stuff like that, and people are projecting that Dabo Swinney is done, and I came on here and I said that they're not done. You know what I mean? He, he's a national champion head coach. He knows what he's doing. But I think Florida State, even though they had a close game with Boston College, which really concerned me, I didn't like that the game was 31-29 ending for Florida State. I mean, that's not what I wanted to see from the number four team in the country. But I think they will come down here and take care of business in Clemson after losing last year. Jordan Travis, Johnny Wilson, adding Keon Coleman out of Michigan State. These guys show up in the biggest moments and against the best teams. And I know Clemson's not a ranked team, but they are still a team in the ACC that has dominated all these years and can surprise anybody on any given moment. I'm picking Florida State to win this football game. I think they are the better team, and I think they are a top four worthy team this season. We have another big game. This weekend, number six, Ohio State versus number nine, Notre Dame. Marvin Harrison Jr., Henderson, Kyle McCord, we're going to see what they're made of against Hartman. Sam Hartman, you got to watch this dude. This dude is in for Heisman, in my opinion. He is a talented, talented quarterback out of Notre Dame. Ohio State going into their house, and it's going to be a, a battle all the way to the end. You know, you have one of the best receiving cores in the country at Ohio State, Ohio State's defense. Is still pretty elite. Let's see what Sam Hartman can do, man. I'm actually really excited for this game. It, it, there's a potential that I would, and I think that Notre Dame could actually pull this off because of how good Sam Hartman really is. I think he's a super talented quarterback, and I think he can make big play after big play. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a, he reminds me of like a Sam Darnold in college a little bit. Like just kind of has a little bit of swag, but you know, he's super good, so but he's better than Sam Darnold was. So I'm I don't like a high state. I don't think Kyle McCord's really that great. Honestly, I just think what's around him is gonna make him great. I think Sam Hartman is really that good though. And I'm gonna go with Notre Dame just because I wanna see this guy shock everybody and beat Ohio State like he needs to. And make everybody know that He's in that Heisman conversation. I don't, however, expect Ohio State to lose. If they win, they are who they are. We know who they are. But let's see what Notre Dame can bring to the table here. Another game we got, and this is the most important game, I think, this weekend. Really. I, even though we got the West Virginia game, which is always important, we got Florida State and Clemson. That's going to be a big time. we got Ole Miss and Alabama, and I know Ole Miss and Alabama, but I think Alabama is going to win this game. I don't really see them losing any more this season. You know, I think they're going to be a better team, and they're going to take care of Ole Miss at home. We have UCLA and Utah. Highlight that. I mean, Utah's offense is not that good. They're not what they were last year. Their defense is still pretty good. UCLA is still undefeated. We're going to see. It's going to be a big time matchup in the Pac-12, and also with Oregon State and Washington State, that'll be a big-time matchup in the Pac-12. But besides all these other games in that point, Colorado versus Oregon. Bo Nix, Shadir Sanders, 
Here we go, man. Here we go. I told you a couple weeks ago, not on this show, but on my normal show, on my normal podcast, that Colorado has to play Oregon and USC in back-to-back weeks. This is a big-time game for Colorado, and it is a big-time game for Oregon. Oregon is heavily favored in this game. You know, Bo Nix has not thrown one interception on the season. He has been perfect, but they have not played anybody that's really that competitive. They played one team in Texas Tech, and they they battled them. 38-30, Oregon pulled out that win, but everybody else, they've smoked off the field. We have seen what Colorado has improved to. We see their skill positions. We see Wade Weaver, Dylan Edwards. We see Shadir Sanders and Shiloh Sanders. The only bad part is no Travis Hunter. We're not going to see Travis Hunter for their two biggest games of the year, which is sad because I think Travis Hunter is a big piece to this team, and they might exploit that. Don't, ju- don't doubt Deion Sanders, man. And I am not. I am not doubting Shadir Sanders. This kid is a superstar in the making. Like we, used, we, we talked about coming into the season. We had Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jordan Travis. Didn't really know much about Sam Hartman yet. We knew Penix Jr. and Washington and what he was going to bring to the table. We did not see this dude incoming like this. Shadir Sanders is the real deal. I think this guy is super talented. I want Colorado to win. I do. Man, I really want them to win. Because if they win against Oregon, the hype for the USC game is going to be absolutely insane. It's going to be insane regardless because it's Lincoln Riley versus Deion Sanders in coaching. It's Shadir Sanders versus Caleb Williams, the Heisman versus a guy who has a chance to be the Heisman. Caleb Williams is probably going to be the first pick in the draft next year. So that's a big-time game. And if they beat Oregon and beat Bo Nix, they jump high in the rankings and they play USC, that is going to be a special game. But for this game, my heart tells me Colorado. I want to go Colorado so bad. And I'm, I'm on the edge, man. I really am on the edge. I love this team. I love watching Dion coach, man. It is so special to see this, for a program to do this. My mind tells me Oregon. They're at home. Bo Nix has something to prove. And Oregon at home is deadly. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Colorado based on heart. Go Buffaloes, man. Go Buffaloes all the way. Go Buffaloes versus the Ducks. Go Buffaloes versus the Trojans. Go Buffaloes the whole way through. I love to see this to be the ending, by the way. To be the ending of the Pac-12 championship game, I would love to see a Penix Jr. versus Shadir Sanders. I have never in my life been more hyped up for Pac-12 games this year. We have Bo Nix, Shadir Sanders, Caleb Williams, and Michael Penix Jr. This is four absolutely elite receiver, elite quarterbacks. I have never seen this many elite quarterbacks in one conference, and especially the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has not been on this much fire and heat in a long time, especially in football. There's only a couple, one or two teams that always, you know, make some noise like last year, really. There wasn't a whole bunch of teams, but there are so many teams right now. There's four main ones that we're talking about all the time. You got Oregon State, who's still hiding. You got 
UCLA that's still in the rankings. You've got Washington State and Utah that are also in the rankings. Almost a lot of these teams throughout the entire conference are in the rankings. The ones that are not in the rankings that I've seen are Arizona, Stanford, Arizona State, and that and that's it. I mean, everybody else is in the top 25. This is special. This is special to watch. And I am so excited to watch these games. I couldn't be more thrilled today at 3.30 on ABC. Going to be an absolute thriller, the Oregon-Colorado game. That is our little bit of coverage for the week on NCAA football. NFL, week two, saw a lot of good games. You know, Obviously, me and Matt picked our winners of these games. And Broncos, we were wrong on. You know, couldn't get the Broncos right on that one. Lions, we were wrong on losing. That that was an absolute surprise for us. But either way, you know, week two was good. The most disappointing thing out of week two, or this information going into week three, you know, we lost a couple players this week. We lost Nick Chubb on Monday Night Football. That's awful, man. We won't see him the rest of the year. Absolutely elite running back. Sad to see for Nick Chubb. Let's talk about the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, right? You know, how about them Cowboys losing Trayvon Diggs? Oh, no. It's not like losing Micah Parsons, you know, because Micah Parsons is the best defensive player on their team. But this is not good. The Cowboys brought in Stephon Gilmore to be on the other side of Trayvon Diggs. You know, Diggs needed help back there in the DB position, and the Cowboys delivered and brought help. Now Stephon Gilmore's on his own. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit older. He's got age on him, and... He's a Super Bowl champion, obviously he knows what he's doing, but I don't I don't think his athleticism is gonna keep up with that. Diggs tore his ACL and that that is hard for me. Be that that is so disappointing for me because looking at the Cowboys schedule, they play the Cardinals this week, they'll take care of the Cardinals. They'll take care of the Patriots next week, then they play the 49ers. So they're probably gonna go into that 49ers game 4 0, and yeah, the 49ers will be 4-0, and the Cowboys are going to be 4-0 going into that game. And that is the one of the most important games on their season. You need Trayvon Diggs to cover Debo Samuels. You need Trayvon Diggs to either cover Debo or switch and cover Brandon Ayuk or be able to pick up those positions. Without Trayvon Diggs, I don't see how the Cowboys are going to be able to stop Brock Purdy in the throwing game. I, I really don't. You know, I was so hyped for the Cowboys this year, and I'm not – I'm not a Cowboys fan, and I always get on here and say, how about them Cowboys? And, you know, I'm always I'm always saying, you know, how they they talk about, you know, being champions and stuff, and they haven't won the last 25 years. I'm not the biggest fan of the fan base. Thinks they're going to win all the time. But as a team, man, they have a really talented team, and to lose somebody like this is absolutely devastating. It really is. Looking on to the rest of their schedule, I mean, really, they after the 49ers game, they play the Chargers. That'd be good to have Trayvon Diggs. They'll play the Rams. They'll beat the Rams. Then they got to play their first matchup against the Eagles. Be nice to have Trayvon Diggs against Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. I think they split one and one with the Eagles, truly, in my opinion, if I'm thinking down the line. They're going to split one and one with the Eagles. I thought with Trayvon Diggs on that team, they might have a chance to actually beat the Eagles twice. But now with... Trayvon Diggs being gone, I think it's a 1-1 split. I think they they finished the Giants out on November 12th. 
they they're going to finish the Giants out. Like they're going to go two and zero against the Giants this season. Then they go play the Panthers. They'll beat them. The Commanders is their other you know divisional matchup. I th- I think they go one and one with the Commanders. And I would have said a couple weeks ago that's crazy. Even with Diggs though, I think they go one and one because the Commanders have a lot of pride and they're running off a lot of momentum. And they have a lot of belief in this, in Sam Howe and these guys. So they could really pull out a win on any given week and starting the season out 2-0. and It's impressive. I like what I'm seeing from these guys. And I think the Cowboys are probably going to split 1-1 one one with them, even with Trayvon Diggs. I think that was almost a given by now. And I, I know there's people saying, like, you said – they could beat they could beat the Eagles twice, and the Eagles are a lot better than the Commanders. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, they're better than the Commanders, but the Commanders are a team that people sleep on, people don't pay attention to, and then all of a sudden they're winning the football game. Example, the Broncos and the Commanders. The Broncos are beating down the Commanders, and the Commanders came back and won the football game. There's a lot of belief in that organization that they can win some games, they could win against anybody on any given Sunday. And I think, you know, that the Cowboys, that they they have a chance to win. But that first game, they'll lose. They play the Se- the Cowboys will go on to play the Seahawks. They'll beat the Seahawks. Seahawks defense not very good. Then they play the Eagles. They'll split. Like I said, they'll split. Then they play the Bills. Now, going into December 17th, we're going to see really what the Bills are. You know, that's indecisive right now for me. Josh Allen is still better than Dak Prescott on – any day of the week, I'd take him over Dak Prescott. But Josh Allen has those moments like we were talking about last week on the show that in one moment he's great, like he was this past weekend and week one, and then there's moments like week one where he is an absolute disaster. So we'll see what happens there. On d- December 24th, the day before Christmas, they're going to play the Dolphins in Miami. This is a loss for me, really. I mean, this is a loss for me, thinking about it. Tua's been playing some of the best ball, and this is a game you really needed, Trayvon Diggs, because who's guarding Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle? Stephon Gilmore can't do both. So I think that the Miami Dolphins really, I mean, if Tua stays healthy, got Tyree, got Jalen, nobody in the league, in my opinion, could probably cover those guys. I really don't know how they're going to lose. It's probably going to be, you know, their defense is going to give up something or two is going to throw too many picks or something like that. That's the only way I'm really seeing the Dolphins. But if the Dolphins play like they have in the first two weeks, I don't really know how they're going to lose. Then the Cowboys play the Lions on the 30th of December. We'll see where the, where the Lions are. I think they'll be better, but the Cowboys will win that game. And then they play the Commanders for their final game. So I'm looking at the Cowboys going... 13-4 and four on the season. That's how I'm looking at the Cowboys this year. I think they have a chance to be 13-4 and four by the end of the season. I think they'll split their games with the Eagles, split their games with the Commanders, beat the Giants twice, and then lose the 49ers and lose the Dolphins. I'm not saying anything about the Bills yet because we don't know where Josh Allen and what, how that game will actually pan out. But I think they have a, a chance to go 13-4 and four and win the division this year. Because looking at the Eagles' schedule, they got a tough schedule. They got to play the Dolphins. They got to play the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers. 
and those are really four hard games right there. And then if I say they split a game against the Cowboys, that makes them 12 and 5 right there. So I'm thinking 12 and 5 for the Eagles. So I'm thinking the Cowboys win the division no matter what. I think they'd be better with Trayvon Diggs, you know, going in the playoff run. I think that'd be very beneficial to them. But I still think the Cowboys are going to win the division this year. I, I think they are the best team in the NFC East. And I think they're the second best team in the NFC. And that's crazy to say after how the Eagles played last year. But I truly believe that the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. I don't think there's anybody better than the 49ers. I think the 49ers are head and toe above everybody right now. Almost in the entire league. They're better than everybody. I I, I don't think of many teams in the AFC that are better. I, I think the 49ers are head and toe above everybody. And so, yep, that is... Now, week three, I'll run through it pretty quickly here, and we'll talk about we'll talk about our games this weekend. Uh, we saw Giants and 49ers. Uh, I think we all expected the 49ers to win big, and of course they did. So our 1 o'clock games, Colts and Ravens, that's our first one we'll start out with. Uh, Ravens, no Anthony Richardson this week. Browns and Titans, Titans. Derrick Henry, nobody can stop him. I don't, I don't think anybody can stop him. And the Browns, after that, losing Nick Chubb and the momentum they're in, I don't see them beating the Titans. Broncos, Dolphins, give me Tua all day long. Uh, Broncos defense isn't that great. Dolphins defense isn't that great. And I know Russell Wilson's been playing great. He really does need this win, but I'm still going to pick Tua and Jalen Waddle over everybody else. Uh, Patriots and Jets. I'm going to pick Patriots because Zach Wilson is not that great. I mean, he really is not that great. But that offensive line is horrible, so I don't think anybody could play behind that offensive line. I'm picking Patriots. Bills and Commanders. Give me Bills. Josh Allen, like we said, on any given Sunday, he's either good or bad. But I'm still going to pick Josh Allen. It's him. It's Josh at the end of the day. He's a superstar quarterback, so I'm picking Josh Allen. Our elite kind of primetime game of the 1 o'clock is going to be the Falcons and the Lions. I mean, we're going to see B. John Robinson versus Jared Goff, Desmond Riddler. Falcons look great. Lions, a disappointing loss for Seattle. Their defense wasn't very good. Going to be like a high-scoring game and a good running game. Give me the Atlanta Falcons, man. I know I like the Lions. I really do. And I've the Kings of the North, I've been preaching it all year. And I really want to go with Detroit here. I really do. But the Falcons have completely impressed me. Bijan Robinson is a stud. Tyler Algainey, Desmond Riddler, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, you know, Arthur Smith coaching really well right now. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. I like the Atlanta Falcons doing good. That's impressive. Saints and Packers. Saints did not look very good on Monday night against Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. I mean, if you give Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers an elite receiver, give him Jalen Waddle from the Dolphins, yeah, the Saints don't win that football game. I mean, that's as clear as day. The Saints don't win that football game. Bryce just needed some help, but this the Packers losing a disappointing loss to the Falcons. I want to say Saints because of their defense. I don't know if Aaron Jones is playing this weekend. We won't know until Sunday. But I'm going to roll with the Saints just because their defense, Derek Carr, Chris Olave. I really like what I saw from Jordan Love in the Atlanta game, by the way. I really love what I saw. He looked like Aaron Rodgers-esque out there. I mean, the way he held the ball, the way he threw the ball, the way he read the plays. Outside of, you know, 
he didn't finish the game the way I thought he was going to. But it happens to everybody. It happens to every quarterback. I'm glad how I seen him play against the Atlanta Falcons. It was nice to see that. It was it was great to see him. Texans and Jags. C.J. Stroud's been crazy. No, like the Texans aren't very good. And they're not scoring a lot of points. But C.J. Stroud has been crazy this year. He's not thrown one pick. He's 58 and 91 for 626 yards and two touchdowns. Listen, C.J. Stroud's going to be a stud in this league. I mean. The Texans are talented. They got a lot of young guys, and I like what I'm seeing from C.J. Stroud. Now, Trevor Lawrence, he could have played better against the Chiefs last week. He did not play well against that Chiefs defense whatsoever. I'm going to pick the Jags as a home game, and they're looking for a bounce-back win after losing to Kansas City at home. And the Texans, I, I don't know if they're going to win. They might win one or two games this year. Not because I don't think they have a lot of young talent, just – they don't have a lot of experience, and a lot of these other teams are a little bit better and more experienced than they are. So give me the Jags to take this weekend. Vikings and Chargers, here's your, here's another 1 o'clock primetime. I know we talked about Falcons and Lions, but Vikings and Chargers, there's going to be no defense in this game. Neither team has any defense. I mean, they're, they're both horrible on defense. This is a Justin, Je- Justin Herbert versus... Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen. This is going to be a lights-out offensive game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. You want to see a high-scoring game? you got to go watch this one. That'll be 1 o'clock on Fox. Panthers and Seahawks. Deion Smith, Seahawks. No Bryce Young. Andy Dalton this week. Bryce is out. Give me the Seahawks. Cowboys, Cardinals. Cowboys. Even though I was impressed what the Cardinals did against the Giants. You know, The Giants never should have been in that situation, so nobody give them any praise for coming back you know, trailing by like 28 points. I don't want to hear it. The Giants put themselves in that own situation. I'm not giving them any credit for making a comeback like that. They they should have never been in that situation. However, Cowboys defense takes care of business here at 425. Uh, then you got the Bears and Chiefs. Justin Fields has been a wreck. This team is an absolute wreck. The Bears are horrible. They're not fun to watch. They used DJ Moore at the start of that game. Justin Fields can't read defenses very well. He looks like he's nervous in this offense. I, I don't know what's wrong with the Bears. They, they had a, a, an immaculate offseason, and for them to look like this within the first two weeks, yeah, I'm not that impressed, and they're not beating Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Arrowhead. That's not happening. So give me Kansas City. Monday Night Football, two games. Rams and Bengals is the late game at 8-15. Love what I see from Matt Stafford. I'm worried about Joe Burrow, and I'm not too sure that he should have been playing in week one and two. I know that, you know, everybody's like, he's healthy, and, you know, it's the offense and this and that, and nobody's getting separation. Listen, Joe Burrow just doesn't look like, and it's honestly sad. If If the guy is hurting, I know that he wants to be out there with his boys and, you know, he can play through it, but if he's not right, and which he doesn't look right, this isn't the Joe Burrow we've seen since since LSU times. We have not seen Joe Burrow like this. Joe Burrow looks horrible. Jamar Chase can't get any separation. T. Higgins is the only one on the offense doing something. He's the only one who's getting open and scoring touchdowns for this team. They don't look good. They didn't look good against Baltimore. Joe Burrow... He got better in the second half, but he looked terrible in the first half. He didn't look good in week one. There's something going on with Joe Burrow, and somebody needs to help him or 
you know, maybe have him step down again. They should have had him sit out in one in week one or two. Because Joe Burrow just doesn't look right. And now you're going to go into a Rams team who only was out six points of beating the 49ers. You know, Matt Stafford's playing great. I don't know if they win this game. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going to go Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford's just been on fire. And I don't know what's wrong with Joe Burrow. And until I see Joe Burrow be Joe Burrow again, like we know that swaggy guy in Cincinnati is, then I'm going to have to go with the Rams. But the more important game of the night, I think it's the Eagles and the Bucks. Man, everybody, pay attention to Baker Mayfield. What a week he had last week. Mike Evans balling out 165 yards and two touchdowns. This team's balling. Baker Mayfield is balling. He looks great. I'm so happy for this dude, man. I really am. You know, he bounced around the league a little bit. Went from Cleveland, you know, where he was a starting quarterback, to going out and playing with Sean McVay and, you know, trying to make a comeback. And then the Bucks gave him a chance. And I questioned at the beginning of the season because they were like, oh, he can't beat it, even beat up Kyle Trask. So I was like, are we sure the Bucks are going to be any good this year? I mean, really? Baker Mayfield has balled in the first two games. Playing Jalen Hurts, the Bucks are at home. And I don't know. I don't know, man. I want, I want, I want Tampa Bay to win. I really do. I like Tampa Bay. I like Baker Mayfield. I like that swag, man. That guy. I've watched him since Oklahoma. I watched him at Texas Tech. That guy is absolutely electric. And if Baker gets his swag back, it is one of the funnest things to watch in football. And we we all know what the Eagles are made of with Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift, who played great last week. You know, Nick Sirianni, a talented coach, but man. I like the Buccaneers. I do. I'm going Bucks. I'm going Bucks. I'm gonna ride with this team. I'm ride with Baker Mayfield, even though he's a Cle- even though he was a Cleveland Brown at one time. And I don't like the Cleveland Browns. That's personally to me. Don't like the Cleveland Browns. So couldn't rock with him. Now I can because he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Love it. So that is our week three of NFL games. Going to be a great weekend of college football and great weekend of NFL football. Again, congratulations to my brother Matt Long. Happy you're getting married, man. Happy for you, man. You absolutely deserve it. And we will be back next week to talk about, you know, some electrifying games, talk about the Mountaineers. We'll go back over all this stuff. You know how you all know how it goes. So hope you all have a good weekend and enjoy yourselves. I'll see you guys later.